It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Reporter and also former NFL quarterback, Sage Rosenfels. Sage, uh, do you have like one of those hats with the little ticket in it and also, uh, you know, a, a pencil and a a pocket protector and a little notepad. Like you are full reporter this week. Well, I, I enjoy it, and it's amazing. Uh, you know, my portfolio has doubled since <laughs> I became a, a reporter as well. My, my my financial portfolio. I'm trying to talk about here. Oh, I guess. sure. So, yeah. I don't, but for real, it has been a a great experience for me to come here. <clears throat> I guess sort of represent the station since collar. Uh, got frozen in last night or whatever the heck happened with his airplane. But it's been really neat to be at the Combine, obviously much different than 2001 when I was a player coming here, very serious, really you know, three, four extremely important days. Now we're going to predict a lot what's going to happen to me in my future. Uh, this is not going to predict a lot what happens in my future going forward. It's just actually me running into old people, it seems like, left and right, seeing old coaches, uh, seeing some former players that I played with, front office people that I know, uh, and obviously being here, you know, covering the Vikings. So it's, it's been a, a really great experience for me. Uh, you know, learning about how the combine works from behind the scenes. There really is sort of the NFL convention uh, that also has all these college kids working out. Sage Rosenfels joining us from Indianapolis. Uh, so, Sage, you had a chance to chat a little bit with Kevin Stefanski on the side, and then you were there for the uh, press conference with Rick Spielman today. And one of the biggest conversation pieces for Rick Spielman and Kevin Stefanski this offseason is the addition of Gary Kubiak. So you've been doing investigative journalism as well, talking to the Houston Texans play-by-play man, getting his insight on Gary Kubiak. Of course, you would have great insight yourself, having played for him. What was your takeaway about what uh, is being said about the Vikings offense here going forward? Yeah, it's been, that's been a really interesting topic with the Vikings. Probably the number one thing that everyone's really talking about is, you know, what is Gary Kubiak's role with this team? I mean, he's not the coordinator because Kevin, Kevin Stefanski is the coordinator. So what is, you know, Gary Kubiak's role, uh, you know, and, and how is that going to work? And, you know, does, does, does Kevin Stefanski have a you know, big ego where it's going to be an issue? And what's really amazing is those two guys, Kevin Stefanski and Gary Kubiak, two coaches that I both played for and both don't have that huge ego issue where it's going to be concerned. This is Kevin Stavancy's offense, and I think Gary Kubiak is trying to help him design the style of offense, which is really more about running game and play action. Uh, you know, I'm talking about drawing up all these pass patterns and protections and those types of things. It's really about the details of running game and play action, and that is the best style of offense to fit 
who the quarterback, Kirk Cousins. And, and that, that, that works best for him, I believe. Uh, that's, that's the best way for this team to score points, protect the football, and win football games. So, yeah, that has been a topic of conversation, whether I'm talking to people from the Texans or the Broncos uh, or, or whoever, is, is Gary Kubiak's uh, hands and, 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 and ideas into this Minnesota Vikings offense. So it's going to be really interesting to watch uh, with, uh, with Rick Spielman talking today at the podium. He was talking about offensive linemen. Obviously, everyone knows they're going to be looking at a lot of offensive linemen in this draft. They might draft one. They might draft three. Nobody knows. There's also free agency. But it's actually the type of offensive linemen they're looking at. And the history, you know, and, and Rick Spielman's one of those guys, he loves big, strong men. That's just sort of the type of guy he'd like to scout and, and bring in and sign uh, and draft in his past. Well, this style of offense, this zone running scheme, it's a little bit less about driving forward and trying to blow somebody else off the ball that, across from you. It's really about more running laterally, this outside zone, uh, which is this you know, Kubiak, Rick Dennison, who's the offensive line coach, that style of offense. So it's really more about lateral movement. It's also about not necessarily getting you guys that weigh 330, 340 pounds. You get guys that weigh you know, 295 pounds that can really run and really move, and they all work together. And now you've got this really good zone scheme, you know, style of offense. So they're actually looking at different types of offensive linemen, I believe, than what Rick Stillman has looked at in the past. Sage Rosenfels joining us live from Indianapolis, Indiana, the uh, place of the NFL Combine. Well, tell me more about with the offensive linemen here, because this is a really interesting conversation with the Vikings of how do they fix this thing. And last year, I don't think that John D. Filippo always gave the Vikings offensive linemen the best chance to succeed. And the guy I would focus on is Pat Elfline, that when he was with Pat Shermer, Elfline looked like a rising star, as much as a center can be one. But a franchise center that will be here a long time and then last year he struggles quite a bit because he wasn't moving a lot he wasn't being used to to his strength how does gary kubiak and the shanahan style offense help someone like elfline well it really is amazing and I, and I think this goes to show how important coaching is i think coaching is more important in football than it is in any other sport you know listen uh you know lebron in his prime or, or you know steve kerr if he was not if i was the head coach of the golden state warriors i bet you we'd still probably win 60 games uh, and i don't even know that much about basketball anymore so you know in football it's so important to have the right type of coaching and we saw two years ago uh, you know, with Pat Shermer, this Vikings offense was, I believe, seventh in the league in rushing and I think second in rushing attempts. So they were a team that not only ran the football well, but they were committed to running the football well. They gave those attempts. This past year, they're at the bottom three, four in both of those categories. They weren't even really trying to run the football. You see all, you saw a lot of passes on third and one. You saw a lot of passes on, you know, on, on second and four. Uh, and not that sort of commitment to run the ball. So you're running the ball. There's a lot of things. Obviously, every time you run, that's a chance. That that's an opportunity that you're not throwing the ball, which can you know put your quarterback for a sack or a sack fumble uh, or a holding penalty and put you behind the sticks. And so running, running the football is absolutely key. Uh, and they're going to have to find a way to do it. And I think again with with this style of offense, with this with this system, and I've been around for a long time now, going back to my time in Houston. They take guys from, you know, they'll, they'll probably sign a couple guys from other teams uh, or whatever, but they can find guys that maybe are underutilized on another team or maybe don't fit somebody else's scheme, which is more of that, you know, what they call man system, where, again, you're, you're more plowing off the ball and trying to move people, and those guys are really more fit to, to run. And so you can find these guys that may be released by somebody else or just doesn't fit, the, doesn't fit that style. 
sign him to the to the Vikings, and that fits the Vikings very well. So you know, Wade Smith was here's an example. I was with in Miami with Wade Smith. Uh, they draft him as a left tackle. He was undersized. This is back in about 2004. He bounces around the league for a while. Uh, in about 2010, 11, uh, he ends up with the Texans as a guard. Ends up going to the Pro Bowl. You know, this is a guy you know blocked for for Aaron Foster. Chris Myers is the center on that team. He was a seventh round uh, uh, restricted free agent. You know, acquisition uh, from from the Denver Broncos. So those guys both end up making the Pro Bowl as sort of undersized, but very athletic, very smart, crafty uh, interior offensive linemen. Sage Rosenfeld is joining us from Indianapolis, where there is uh, the NFL Combine going on throughout the rest of the week. Rick Spielman talked today, both at the podium and the side session with reporters. We'll have uh, more on ScoreNorth.com from that but one of the things that i uh latched on to a bit that spielman was talking about was evaluating quarterbacks and i know that we're going to hear when we play your interview with tom pelissero that you guys discussed the idea of the vikings potentially selecting a quarterback but something stuck out here that i wanted your opinion on uh spielman said when looking at quarterbacks he's looking what's in their mind what's in their heart and how they approach the position and said that that makes a huge difference now i know you talked about accuracy and and what a big deal that is. Um, what, what about the approach? I mean, what can we take away from quarterbacks coming out of college to this combine process that would suggest they have the right approach to be an NFL quarterback? Well, yeah, so the, so the combine is a number of things. And as I said before, you know, sort of like a convention for the entire league, whether it's GMs down to the equipment managers. Uh, it's also obviously the workouts, the actual physical workouts, the measurements and those things. But really probably as important as anything are these interviews. Every player is going to get interviewed by pretty much every team uh, that has any interest in them, maybe every single team. They're going to get some sort of interview. Sometimes they're five minutes, but usually they're 15 minutes to, to even you know, 30, 35, 40 minutes. Uh, sometimes it's a quarterback coach for quarterbacks, and sometimes it's the entire offensive staff and head coach and GM. It depends on the player, obviously, but that's what they're looking for. You know, this isn't baseball where a pitcher, uh, listen, he goes out and he throws 97. Who cares uh, what what his heart is and all these other things, right? Football is such a team sport. It's such a hard sport. Uh, there's so many ups and downs and roller coasters. you got to have a strong mind and a strong heart uh, to be able to take uh, you know, tough losses and, and, and come back from interceptions and, and sort of have it, that grit, you know, that, that's something I would say, you know, Drew Brees has all of that. Uh, and, and you're looking for a quarterback who has that and the best way to, uh, you know, find it, you know, players that have that motivation, who have that, you know, sort of magnetic personality that everyone wants to, 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 uh, uh you know, you know, play with and be led by. You're looking for that in, a, in your quarterback. And so those interviews, that is a huge step in that process to try to get, you know, something behind just the, the shoulder pads and the face mask uh, that these guys have been watching on film you know, over the course of the last two months. So what do you think? I mean, I, I don't see them being a team that drafts a quarterback in the first round and probably not even the second. Is it worth it to draft a development guy that's down the draft board a little bit? Now, maybe you're biased because you were a fourth-round pick and had a long NFL career, but um, you know, sometimes we see those guys turn out to be something. Tom Brady is the best example, but there are others. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, Kirk Cousins is also one. When Cousins was picked, a lot of people went, wait a minute, why are they selecting this guy when they just took RG3? And uh, Cousins was the one that turned into the franchise quarterback. So do you think that the Vikings would be wise to bring in another quarterback here to be in the mix and see what they might have just in case Kirk Cousins decides to move on after two years? 
Well, I wouldn't be surprised uh, if they pick somebody late. I'd be really surprised if they pick somebody early. I just got to think that there's other positions that they're going to draft that they feel probably are more important right now, more urgent. Uh, again, the offense line, defensive line, this is a great defensive line draft. They think maybe the best defensive line draft in over a decade. Uh, there could be eight uh, or, or so defensive linemen picked in the first round uh, this year. So, you know, that's a spot, you know, Sheldon Richardson's contract, who knows what's going to happen there. You can never really have too many good defensive linemen, offensive linemen. So, got to win the trenches in this league. So, I don't know, maybe a, maybe a fifth rounder, sixth rounder, seventh rounder, you never know, but they have to really like the guy. I do think next year, a year, a year from now, they will be looking for who that successor is to Cousins, unless Kirk plays absolutely fantastic this upcoming season. I do think they're going to look somewhere to the future, and it'd be nice to have a guy here for one year, whether he's drafting the first round or the fifth round, uh, that can sit behind Cousins, wait for that sort of that red shirt year, and then if he is the quarterback, that's with this, this sort of new thing now, where NFL teams have this window of opportunity with a rookie quarterback if he's good enough. We're talking about you know Dak Prescott, talking about Jared Goff, Russell Wilson before he got his big deal. You've got about $20 million of extra salary cap space that you can spend on the rest of the team. You can add more more linemen. You can add uh, you know a third a high-priced corner, whatever it might be, because you're paying so little to your quarterback. So there is this huge advantage right now. If you can find the right guy, again, it doesn't matter whether it's first round or whether it's seventh round, you can find the right guy to be your starting quarterback, and he doesn't have to be great. He doesn't have to be, you know, Kurt Warner or whatever it might be. It's just a guy who can really just, you know, function within an offense and play well. You do have an advantage for about four years because of his contract, you know, only being a half million to a couple million bucks a year. So, Sage, you're there for the rest of the day. Uh, what is uh, on the docket for you? What's the plan? I'm just going to, you know, keep interviewing people. It's been really fun being over here in Radio Row and, and hopping on other radio stations around the country. Spent some time with the guys uh, out the Broncos. Steve Atwater was like, I watched him growing up, and he mm-hmm. does a radio show in Denver, so that was really cool. But yeah, I'm just going to keep interviewing people. I think uh, Greg Cassell, who's uh, an NFL Films guy, yeah. uh, the nephew of the, the great Howard Cassell, I just ran to him uh, earlier, and, and he, I think he might jump on a podcast here if I can grab him. So I'm going to keep trying to grab people, collect information, obviously talk about random things around the league with maybe other teams, but obviously you know talk about the Vikings, lead things back to Minnesota in this offense. And it is amazing how many people have been around Gary Kubiak at one stop or another, and then they have some input uh, on what he will bring to, to this Minnesota Vikings team. Well, I got to tell you, Sage, I've never seen someone develop so quickly as a reporter. So that's a key thing is uh, in reporting, Sage. It's just like football, where you get your development curve. And once you can get the name of our station down completely, I think you'll be there. <laughs> yeah, I'm close. I'm close. I actually, in my last interview with Alex Marvez, I, I closed it out with. Uh, you know, from the Skull North, rather than the Score North, I said Skull North. I just came out randomly like that. So yeah, I'm working on it. It's the little details that make all the difference. <laughs> yes, I yes, know detail, uh, but it is very interesting being on sort of the other side of the microphone, as they say, asking those questions, trying to think of the next question or a follow-up question, rather than just sort of giving my, uh, you know, my, uh, my 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 free thoughts of you know somebody asking me a question. So it's it's been a very good experience for me. Uh, I'm really happy you guys sent me out here. And hopefully I can get a couple more uh, interviews for our podcast and and, uh, and, for the, and for the show. Well, I really mean this, Sage. You are doing a 
Awesome, awesome job there. And if people want to see your full interviews, go to scorenorth.com. Also, if you subscribe on iTunes to the Score North Vikings feed, that's where you can get all of his interviews as well. Great, great stuff and great insight into the combine from you uh, all uh, last couple of days, Sage. So thanks for uh, dropping by. I know they're going to have you, I think, on the afternoon show as well. So great stuff, man. All right, guys. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Hey, everyone. It's Matthew Collar. All of our Vikings coverage used to be on 1500 ESPN.com. Well, now you can find it at the all-new scorenorth.com. That is S-K-O-R north.com. That's where you'll find everything from Judd Zolgad's blazing hot takes to Sage Rosenfels' analysis on the Purple Podcast, my coverage on a daily basis of the Vikings, free agency, draft scenarios, interviews with football insiders, everything you want, Purple Daily, the Purple Podcast, Vikings Ventline, It is all at scorenorth.com.